I'm Janet No, And I'm Andrea Dillon. We are a mother-daughter CPA firm serving the United States business community with tax preparation services, tax planning, tax resolution, assurance and audits, and CFO outsourcing and consulting. Thank you for listening to the WOW podcast, Words of Wealth from CPAs of Florida. Learn more at cpasofflorida.com or call us at 239-936-6144. My name is Janet Noak. And I'm Andrea Dillon. Today we're going to talk to you about estimated payments and the IRS. And many times we get asked by our clients, do I need to pay estimated payments? Are they required? What happens if I don't pay them? So we thought this would be a great topic to put out there. So a couple of things right off the top. First thing I want to tell you is that if you owe $1,000 or more in tax, the IRS expects you to pay estimated payments. But there's a little bit of a catch to that. It's actually based on your prior year tax returns. So for instance, we're in 2020 right now. So everything that we're talking about is based off of 2019 numbers to calculate estimated payments. So if in 2019 you earned less than $150,000, now that's income, not tax, you actually should pay in 90% of the tax that you owed in 2019. So if you made $100,000 as a married couple and you owed $15,000 as tax, you could pay in $12,000 and you could expect to remain penalty free. Now if you doubled that, so let's say you made $200,000 in 2019, then you have to pay in 110% of the 2019 tax. So let's say your tax was $50,000, you'd actually have to pay in $55,000 to remain penalty free for your 2020 tax estimates. So I think that basically I want Andrea to talk to you about how we calculate those and what other questions we get asked. And if we need to, we'll come back to that question. (laughs) Thank you, Janet. So a few questions that we get asked all the time. So first and foremost, I'm going to actually shoot it back to Janet for a second. All those percentages and numbers she just gave you, does coronavirus change any of them? It certainly does because for 2019 estimates, if you fail to pay in some estimates, as long as you paid in 80% of your tax for 2019, you're going to remain penalty free, which that's a big forgiveness by the IRS because there is a 5% penalty on any unpaid estimated tax. So it's very important that you understand what you should have paid in. And people have a hard time because what happens if their income changes, Andrea? So like they had a great year one year and the next year they don't expect to make near that much money. Do they have to pay in? So they still have to pay in, but they wouldn't have to pay in based off of the last year's income if they know. So if you're, you know, the listeners into this, if you're on top of your accounting, which hopefully you are, um, and you know where you're at from month to month or quarterly or annually or whatnot. So like your numbers are right. You had a really strong year in 2019, but maybe because of COVID, 2020 is just you're not going to make as much. As long as you're paying in enough to cover your current year, tax liability, then you don't have to pay in for the like the percentages that Janet just mentioned. So if you had made, you know, 200 grand income in 2019, so based off of what she just said, you're sitting there going, man, I got to pay 110% in of 2019's taxes, but I know my income is going to be 
I don't know, like 100, half of that this year because COVID affected your business a lot, you don't have to pay in 110% of last year. You can just be on top of your accounting, make sure that you know where you're at, meeting with your CPA, doing tax planning meetings to make sure you're actually paying in the right amount. And as long as you full pay in this year's taxes for each of your quarterly estimates, then you don't have to worry about that 110% penalty. If there's no balance due and you paid it all quarterly, then, then that, that little percentage caveat goes away. Yeah, one thing I want to mention is that withholding on any paychecks you have does count towards that number. So let's say that you are you switched and you got a job or something like that. Whatever they're going to have withheld from your paycheck does count towards prepaying your taxes. So it is a calculation you should be doing. You should be doing it quarterly with your CPA and you should be figuring out how much you do need to be paying in. Because in a perfect world, we want you pretty much paid to exactly what you owe. We don't want you to have a big refund and we don't want you to owe a bunch of money. So for people listening in, because this is a question we get a lot, um, that, you know, Susie Q down the street from me, she works the same place as I do and she gets a really big refund and I don't. Why would it, why might it be a bad thing to get a big refund? Because you're giving the government, you're giving the IRS the use of your money and it's your money. It's not their money. So why would you want to do that? Why wouldn't you just want to put away the money every month and have it at the end of the year? And another point to that is, let's say you're way overpaid and something happens, like restaurants had to shut down for a month and you don't have any income. You can't just run back to the IRS and get that money back. (laughs) You have to wait until you file your tax return next year to get that money back. So we don't want you to have paid in any more than you need to pay in. The other really important thing to to mention about on that point about why it might not be a great thing to have a really big refund um, is we, we do actually have clients who intentionally set their withholding really high because they want to make sure they use the IRS basically as like a savings bank and then they get it back. Well, there are a lot of IRS scammers out there that are trying to get their hands on people's social security numbers to file fraudulent tax returns. And if you have a big refund every single year, you're making yourself pretty susceptible to those people out there. Now, if you owe a lot of money every year, they probably don't want to use your social security number. But if they know year over year you're getting two, four, six, eight, ten grand back in a refund, then you're a little bit more vulnerable to that because you get a big check back. The other question we get all the time is, can I just pay it in all at once? So do you want to answer that, Andrea? Uh, Yeah, the answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) So quarterly payments are due. This is 2020. It's um, August 2020 when we're recording this. So, of course, everything is a little bit haywire this year thanks to COVID. So normally... Tax, the quarterly tax payments are due. Quarter one is due April 15th. Quarter two is due June 15th. Quarter three is due September 15th. And then quarter four is due January 15th of the next year. Now this year, thanks to COVID, quarters one and quarters two, so April 15th and June 15th payments were both moved to July 15th. So quarter one was due July 15th. Quarter two was due July 15th. Quarters three and four will be due as normal. They'll be due September 15th and January 15th as they typically are. So if you don't pay them in um, as you should be, even though you're paying them in quarterly, you still get dinged with a penalty for not doing it correctly. 
So I do also want to address the question of how do you pay your estimated taxes because we get that question as well, mostly from new clients because we give them everything they need to pay the taxes. But one of the easiest ways to pay your quarterly payments is to go to irs.gov and actually go to pay my taxes. And then you can select what year, what quarter you want it credited to, and you can just do a bank transfer and you know it goes directly to the IRS, you know your check's not going to get intercepted in the mail. You can actually have a record, you can log in, you can see, and it's very easy to do. It doesn't have a lot of passwords and you don't have to create these big accounts. It's just pretty easy to just put in your bank info and send the IRS money. They like your money, so they're happy to take it. And then they email you a confirmation, <laughs> which if you mail a check, you're not going to get that. They'll cash a check, but you won't get a confirmation. So I think that pretty much covers the questions we get most of the time on estimated payments. Did you have anything to add, Andrea? No, um, I do want to make sure I point out because, again, it's a question we get a lot. So if you have an S-Corp, again, particularly from people who maybe don't have newer S-Corps but have aren't used to owing, maybe that's the first year they've made some money, um, and you're trying to go online and you're trying to make your quarterly payment, in your mind, your S-Corp made the money. So if you're trying to go on and pay your, your estimates and you're logging in as your S-Corp, you're not going to be able to do it. Remember, your S-Corp does not owe the tax. It flows through to you personally. So even though your business might have generated your sole income, you personally owe the tax. When you're going to the IRS website to make that quarterly payment, you're logging in as you personally. You're not logging in as your business. The other thing that I want to mention is that if you owe estimated tax, you probably need professional help in doing your tax return because those are people that are self-employed, that have flow-through entities in general. So get some help. Make sure you're getting the right answers. But we hope that this podcast was a little bit of a guide for you to determine how much to pay or how much not to pay. Thank you. I'm Janet Noak. And I'm Andrea Dillon. We are a mother-daughter CPA firm serving the United States business community with tax preparation services, tax planning, tax resolution, assurance and audits, and CFO outsourcing and consulting. Thank you for listening to the WOW podcast, Words of Wealth from CPAs of Florida. Learn more at cpasofflorida.com or call us at 239-936-6144.